With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Simsisms. Snags in the road. Yeah, they hit a few, you know, snags in the road. Or That's not really the... Something snags and something. Yeah, there, yeah. but it does so. seem like there's something that I think with there roads, is something else, but right, like a, a bump in bump the road. Bump in the road. Uh, bump That's in the road is. is it. Snags is just hit a snag. I guess. It I is guess just it is a, just hit a snag. Just yeah. a snag. There's right. no snags in roads. <laughs> Simsisms. You know, every time they play a Simsism that didn't originate on this show, I panic. Like, did I miss that? How did I miss snags in the road? More importantly, how did the ever-growing army of Chris Sims scrutinizers who will email me with advice for you, things I need to tell you, what you should and shouldn't do, who you should and shouldn't be. Now now I am getting wardrobe (laughs) advice (laughs) for you as you... Saw because I sent it to you. Right. Whatever the shirt was that you wore yesterday, never wear it again. A guy according from England to whoever did... sent in the email. Yeah, I think it was Sam from England or something like that. I need to look it up. We need to give him a little props. Uh, but yeah, that was nice. Well, of and and the and kicker, <laughs> the kicker was well, not only that you agreed, but the kicker was this. Here it is. Please inform Chris Sims that there are certain shirts that look decent with the top button done up. <laughs> <laughs> the shirt he wore on your show today was is not certainly one not of one of them. <laughs> per- this is the best part. Yeah. Personally, I think he is probably a little too old to pull it off regardless. <laughs> but the shirt today really confirmed he needs a rethink. Kind regards, Sam. Thank you, Bill's Sam. Bill's man in the UK. So That's awesome. I love it. Uh, yeah. And and now and now too, you know, because we have this little shtick about how I complain that people email me. Now I'm getting emails from people saying, "Are you really serious that you don't want us to email you? Because if you don't, then we won't." It's like, no, no, it's just we're having fun. I I can live without the please tell Chris Sims this, please tell Chris Sims that, but it's become part of my routine now that I deal with the flood of emails. I mean, Good. it's not like in Bruce Almighty when no all of a sudden off. he's answering all the emails to God. I mean, it's not that many yet, but I, I don't mind. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's the other thing. People ask me, what are you going to do during your hiatus? 
I'm going to do everything that I always do except put my ass in this chair for two hours every morning. That's the only difference. That's it. It's we it's, don't it's, stop. No, I mean, I'll stop. I'll pay attention to everything you write. And, you know, uh, the thing that I'll do at least during this time period that's nice, I will check out for sure a little bit, but get a chance to catch up with, like, some coach friends and coaches and people I know around the NFL. That's really where I find this time kind of handy. Just, you know, hey, they're checked out a little bit. I'm checked out. You could talk, catch up on ball, do things like that. I look forward to that aspect of the next three weeks, too, just kind of doing that. I can't check out because, number one, I don't want to. Yeah, I know. You now, and if I ever get to the point where I want to check out, then when I check out, I'm never checking back in again. So there's no reason to stop. I enjoy what I do. I don't need a vacation from this life that is a vacation in comparison to the, I almost said the other word, crap jobs that I've had. And not that being a lawyer is a crap job, but it's very stressful. It's very demanding. Right. You have other people's interests riding on whether or not you screw something up. Yeah. That's not fun to carry around every single day. And I, I said all the time, and I have tremendous respect for what surgeons do. Right. And I know that being a surgeon requires a hell of a lot more work than just going in and ripping that bastard open, right? Like they said in Seinfeld yeah. when they were going to take out that guy's spleen. Were you aware that the Junior Men episode, they were taking out the guy's spleen? You know, spleen, I, so now that you're you saying it, I kind of remember. Maybe you have one in there, too. <laughs> I like Junior Men. But, but I, always, I always told people... When, when you're a surgeon, you go in, you do the operation, it's done, it's over. When you are representing someone, you live with that. And as you get close to trial, it is all-consuming. You are thinking about it all the time. You're trying to devise ways to best represent the client all the time. You're in trial, you're dealing with it all the time. It never goes away. This is nothing compared to that. I could do this 18 hours a day standing on my head. This is fun. I enjoy it. So... If it was a, that's the other thing too. People are like, "Oh, you're a bum. You guys are going to be off six weeks." It's not my choice to be off for six weeks. I know. I it's the, the Olympics getting away. We're ready after four. I'm ready after one. I'm ready after a weekend. So anyway, I'm not. I'm, I'm feeling good. .com. I'll be doing videos. You'll be smoking weed. Oh, and, and we'll have plenty of reasons. We'll have plenty of reasons to show the video of you swinging in the hammock. Six you definitely now, will. You but, can play uh, it daily if you want, if it makes you feel better, because that's yeah. what I'll be doing. Definitely. Right. It's the last day of school I'll still, for me today, baby. School's out for summer. Who sings that song? School's out. Alice Cooper. That's right. Alice Cooper. Yeah, classic. I, I will be sending you all the emails that I get from the people complaining about anything remotely related to you. Okay. I will just forward them to you so you have to deal with it. That'll be good. So, That'll be good. And I'm going to get you an email address. I know your NBC email address. I just assume you never use it. I don't ever I mean, I'd like that. to just automatically forward I mean, those to you. you don't have my other up. email address, my real one? I mean, let's don't say no, it on air. All I have you is your phone it. number. All right. Well, good. I don't let's have it. it that way. <laughs> let's keep it that way. Matt right. Casey, don't tell him. Okay, please. Thank you. I, I what what reason do I have for it? I talk to I you face to face, two uh, two hours a day, four days a week, and we text. We text. All I don't the even time. know why people right. use email anymore. No, you're right. I, right. I same thing. Why? You, so some people like that's another one. You have some friends who use email as like almost like text messaging still. Where I want to be like, dude, it's just not as easy. I don't have not friends. To say, well, yeah, that that's that's a problem then. That, but I want to like, aren't we past that? Like, do we have to like have a conversation through email? Like. Let's do it through text or some other way. I, that, but I still have a few friends who do that, and it drives me crazy. I, I 
my, my, I do have friends. We, we all like we have a text chain. That, that isn't that the way that you do it now? Yeah. You got you got your little group. But and, I have a few that'll go on email on and they'll do it through there, and it's just it's not as easy. And of course, you know, you yeah. you refresh the inbox, and then you have to see fifty other freaking emails to go along with it, and you just whatever. Yeah, you can't do that. That's not cool. Or or five hundred is the case maybe, as the folks in the UK and in Ireland. Give well, me plenty of good advice on how to improve then. you. You hit a snag in the road I, I, the, every the now one, then. And, and, and let me tell you this before we move on to the news, because yeah. there is news today. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the email I get more than any other, and my, my standard response is, I gave up a long time ago, is to get you to quit calling the Bengals the Bengals. Oh, yeah. I get that one. Once every other day, right. sometimes more frequently. And I, just, I say to all of them, I gave up three years ago. I'm sorry. And that's the truth. I, I just gave up. Bengals. I have a hard time with that. Bang. I don't know. You can do it. I know. I do it you every now and then. You can do it. I'm aware of it every now and then. We'll say it. It's just like one of those things that's so like just branded in my brain of growing up. I don't know. The Bengals. The Bengals. I guess it's part of my New Jersey accent. I don't know. But uh, I, I have people criticize me for that all the time. It's been a long time coming. I, I had a friend growing up who who said it too, but that was before the the group came along. The fact that the group came along in the '80s makes it more conspicuous and odd to say it now. At least you don't say Jaguar. I'll give you that. No, you don't no. say Jaguar, but you do say Bangle. And thank God you don't say Jaguar because that would be another tributary of emails that well I here's a good one just while you're on the bangles thing like my dad who grew up in louisville kentucky he used to say cincinnati he said instead of cincinnati he'd go on tv and get crap for going saying cincinnati i mean that with samia like you grew up right by the damn city you can't even say it right big effer like i used to get on him for that one that was <laughs> one i used to like like what As cincinnati there's a, a definitive i at the end of the word it's cincinnati thank you uh, so but maybe, but that sounds like the local, like just it just kind of becomes that that's way locally. Think, exactly right. I think that's what it was. Like you know, over at least there. he's got a reason. He for does it. have a reason. There's so, no doubt. Yes, I yeah. don't. No, you don't. No, I you don't. don't. Just you, idiot. You have proven <laughs> that your vocal cords, your <laughs> lips, your teeth, your tongue, your you can you can create the right sound. We've now seen that you can do it. Thank you. So there's no further excuses. And I'm sure six weeks from now, it'll be bangles, bangles, bangles. We're going to talk about the bangles coming up here in a second. Before that, though, Devontae Adams uh, breaking yeah, yeah, his silence. He hasn't said much in recent weeks. Not many Packers players have said much since the OTAs ended. He had some interviews that he did a while ago, but now he's saying that the Aaron Rodgers situation is not something that the Packers players talk about. It's not something we truly talk about like that. Everybody's been dialed into what they've got to do. There's enough to worry about with themselves than to be going and worrying about what other guys are doing and what their situation is like, especially when we can't control any of that. And I know some people react to that by saying, oh, baloney, of course they're talking about it. But you quickly get to a point yes, where there isn't anything to say they're not in the news gathering dissemination and analysis business for them they probably get sick of it real quick if there's nothing new there's nothing to talk about right yeah exactly right uh, you know I, I think you you said it right if it's not in the news cycle or some of it hasn't been flushed out you know or, or whatever they're not going to talk about it like I'm sure there was a lot of chatter you know when the draft pick happened and Jordan Love and guys sending text messages and having some quiet 
you know, conversations in a, in a private place in the locker room about, like, can you believe they did that and all that. Of course they're having, like, little conversations this offseason here and there. But, like, I think what Devontae Adams is saying and to what you're saying, it's not consuming them. They're not, like, all in the having a gossip party in the locker room during OTAs a few weeks ago talking about, like, man, what do you think will happen next? I heard Roger said this, and I heard Gutenkus said that. So it's not that way. You know, when you walk into an NFL locker room, hey, on a day like that, they probably looked around. Devontae Adams probably asked the receiver, hey, did you see 12? And they said, nope. And then they just go on. Okay, we got a wide receiver meeting in 15 minutes. We got to go in there. And you start to go into football mode and just worry about yourself and what you got to do for the day. Do you think Devontae Adams has asked Aaron Rodgers point blank, will you be here for camp? And do you think Rodgers has told him? Uh... Yes, I do think he's probably asked him point blank. And yes, I do feel like Rodgers has told him. Now, Rodgers, I think, I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, I would I would think that happened. Yes, uh, yes. I don't know. Adams isn't going to say what his conversation was with Rodgers or anything like that. But man, I would have a hard time thinking like if it's Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison or you know, Brady and Wes Welker or, you know, and, and not to that I could speak to this, but just a little like if it was me and Joey Galloway in my one year of starting as a quarterback. And if I had that type of issue, if he called me in July or June and was like, hey, man, I mean, you're still going to be there in training camp. I'd probably, you know, hey, yeah, I'm going to give them a little bit more of a hard time, but I'll be there, man. I'm going to be there. Yeah, I would think that conversation has gone down between two guys who have pretty good chemistry and relationship. And it makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, think about any other job. Think about this here. If there was some issue that you had or I had and it wasn't clear whether one of us was going to still be around, at some point there's going to be a conversation. Yeah. So the other one who is directly affected by the presence or absence of the other will have an idea of what the hell life is going to be like. And when you're talking about being the guy who catches the footballs that are thrown by the quarterback, there is a definite and urgent need to know – what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, Do I need sure. to go hang out with Jordan Love over the next six weeks and get more acquainted with catching passes for him? Do I need to get together with Aaron Rodgers? And, you know, we've heard nothing about any of that stuff either. And maybe they're all being very quiet. Uh -huh. But, you know, even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to show his face in Green Bay, and even if he wants to send some sort of message to Mark Murphy, Brian Gutekunst, whoever, this is the time that we're slipping into where quarterbacks and their receivers will make time to get together to just polish some things up so they're ready to hit the ground running at training camp. We've heard nothing about Rodgers getting together with Adams and the rest of the receivers right. or Jordan Love getting together with Adams and the rest of the receivers. Well, I would think that we would hear something like that here in the next like two weeks for sure. Like someone out of the Rodgers camp or one of these receivers lets it be known. Unless... You know, I, unless Rodgers wants to play some game still to where he doesn't want that released, I don't know, to maybe just still make Gutenkust and Mark Murphy, you know, uncomfortable and still not knowing what he might do. But, I mean, at that at that point, I mean, I just that, – that seems like games and unnecessary. So I would imagine that we hear something like that. He's got the match, what, July 6th, right? That's the, the date he's playing yes. that golf tournament. So I, I would think – Sometime in that next 10 days, uh, we're going to hear Rodgers had the guys out to California and they had a throwing session. At least that's what I would want to hear. Uh, and you know me, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan.
Well, and then he's got the thing in Tahoe, the oh, the celebrity pro-am, the celebrity Man, thing. So yes, it's on NBC. Here. It's getting tight. You're right. That's that's the probably the weekend of the 17th. That's usually when Ooh. that lands. So you got you got maybe a week and a half after that. So I don't, that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it, it's going to be interesting to see if he's put any weight back on when he shows up for the match in a couple of weeks. I'll be looking at how's that. he going to look, especially when he's prowling around. Among a couple of golfers who are fairly thick, so it's going to be noticeable. You're right. When Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson are there, and there's scrawny little Aaron Rodgers with his cleanse that caused him to lose 15 pounds, and even next to Brady. Yeah. And and you know what? I I I guarantee be the good you, test. Here here's here's my prediction. Yeah. He is going to avoid being in the same frame with Brady whenever, wherever, and however he can because Brady's taller than him. Definitely. And he's sensitive about that. He will avoid Brady. Standing next to Brady, he's not going to want to be next to Brady, especially if he's also, you know, looking a little skinny. He doesn't gonna, he, he's not going to want to come off as anything other than the alpha. And if he's standing next to Brady, Brady's the alpha. Well, he's definitely going to look shorter. I would think Aaron Rodgers is pretty comfortable with that aspect by now. I mean, he is Aaron Rodgers, but like... I don't. Uh, I, I know. Well, I'd like to think he is. But, but it'd be something interesting to watch for, for I'm, sure. But the body thing is like real. I'm with you there. I'm going to be evaluating that. I mean, if he's that skinny, that, far, that, you know, that close to training camp still, I, I will be concerned. And I will even be like, man, you know, I know it's still Aaron Rodgers and he's still going to be really good, but I won't like the necessary, like the look necessary, necessarily if he's skinny and we hear no conversation about having him having thrown passes to guys in the offseason doing any of that. You know, it just make me question where his head is at a little bit. And uh, I'll be interested to see where the year goes from 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 that aspect. I mentioned the height thing. Yeah, because what? first of all, he's six two, six yeah, three. Right. But but when they did the sixty minutes profile on him about eight nine years ago, yeah. they had and they included this. There was a part where he was doing some charity event, and whoever won the thing came over and stood next to him and basically said, "You're not as tall as I thought you'd be." And he says, "I don't like that very much." <laughs> no, he doesn't like that very much at all. <laughs> no, I mean that you know you get that though. I I've gotten that. I mean. Again, you're I'm a, a giant. I know, but I have people that every now and then I thought you would be bigger, and I'd go, well, I would then I would be a tight end or a line. I don't know what else I would be. I'm pretty damn big, so you, you never know. And you know why they think that? You know why they think that? Because your head's too big for your body. Well, That's maybe they think that. that might. Because be. I guarantee you, yeah, no one has ever said to you your head isn't as big as I thought it would be. I can guarantee you no one has ever said that when they've met you. No, I've definitely had more people in my life go, man, you have a big skull or a big head. Yeah, that's I definitely have. In fact, that was like the first thing Dan Lebitard said to me when he saw me in person a few years ago. Your skull or something like that. And I just laughed. Well, because so. it, it's not just large. Yeah. It's like, it's. I, I don't know how you found a helmet. I uh, turn your head. Turn your head. Let Thank me see you. the profile. Yeah, see it right there. You're used to that. You yeah, you you yeah. you you've, you've done hey, that man, look before. The thing's dense and it's, hard. It's, I'm famous <laughs> in my family for having like the hardest head like, in the family. You're like the alien. Do you have like a second mouth that well, shoots I did, out? I'm like, I'm like the kid who like grew an extra layer of like skull on top of his skull because he hit his head too much as a kid. I got hit by a car. I did. A, I was a knucklehead, so I I am that kid. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Head All right. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, football. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Devontae Adams also 
talking about his uh, contract. Uh, maybe they'll get a new deal. Well, that's maybe why it's a big year or two for him. That's why he wants be. to know, to yeah. your point. Like, right? I mean, he's probably like, man, are, yeah. are you going to be here? Just, you know, I, you, like you said, want to get a little feel for the situation. It's an important year for me and got to get my head right. Uh, he needs Rodgers if he wants to capitalize on, you know, everything that's out there to be the earned cash or money wise. Very quick prediction. What happens between now and camp? Will Rodgers be there day one? I say so. Yes or no? Yes. I'm, I'm, I do I'm, too. Yeah, right? We're, we're, we're on the same team on that one. I, I think yeah. we flushed this out enough to go. He's too hyper aware. He's at the very tail end of you know the prime of his career here, even if you want to say maybe the outside of his prime, just barely whatever. So, uh, yeah, I just can't imagine him giving up a year of football uh, right now in, the, in, the, in this current time. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. And the, the 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 moment for me was when I saw Matt Lafleur. We talked about this. Yeah. I think we talked about this already. When when he he was explaining the number of arms they have, and well, you know, we'll get some clarity between now and training camp, and we'll make some moves there or something like that. The way he said it made me think he knows. Right. He's coming back. He'll be there. He's not giving up a year of football when he's got maybe four left. All right, uh, Joe Burrow. He's got a lot more than four years left. He's moving into year two. There's been so much talk about the knee. Here is Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan on Joe Burrow having a little more zip with his arm when throwing the ball. He's had a, a goal in mind of, of how he wanted to change his throwing motion and mechanics. I shouldn't say motion, but you know some of his footwork and, and uh stance and how he's going to get some more velocity on the ball and all those things. And, and I think he's done that. And so I have noticed it. Uh, he does, he has throw, he's thrown the ball with a little more velocity. Um, it's allowing him maybe to, to hang onto the ball an extra split second and be able to fit into a window a little bit later uh, than, than he did a year ago. So uh, I think all those things are positive. Um, you know, obviously it's easy to do in, in seven on seven with no rush and all that, but all the things that he's worked on um, have been really positive. I'm, I'm excited about where he's headed. And I'll get to put it all together here when we come back in about a month. Did you see a need for any type of tweaking, enhancement, improvement in his throwing last year? A hundred percent. I mean, remember you remember me saying that early in the year last year? I think we even said it when I broke him down just a you know a few weeks ago in the quarterback uh, countdown. It's the number one thing that needs to be fixed. It was the number one uh, the, really the only concern I had about him coming out in college was you'd wish his arm was just a little stronger. Everything else was perfect. But, yeah, I mean, you, you know, a strong arm, and when people say, like, you know, that's overrated or, you know, you put too much on arm strength, listen, I know you don't, like, have to have the strongest arm to be successful, but a strong arm improves the offense, improves the play caller, and even like Brian Callahan is saying there, too, gives you a split second longer to read a coverage because you go, well, I can put it a few extra miles per hour on this just to make sure and do that. It affords you those luxuries. But yards per attempt, yards per completion were all extremely low last year for Joe Burrow, statistically. And the deep ball throwing was an issue. I saw an adjustment, I thought, in his motion during the year last year. And I think we broke it down at one point a little bit. But, yeah, I think this is a, a necessity, especially when, you know, they have a guy in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins who can be real legitimate downfield threat. Higgins can be that jump ball 50-50 guy. Jamar Chase can be that guy that just flies by people. And that's where he's got to improve that arm strength and pop in his arm. 
on that graphic, I don't know if you saw that, Chris, yeah. almost half of the passes he threw last year were in the zero to nine yard range yes. from the line of scrimmage. Almost half of them. And like we've seen with some other quarterbacks, the throws behind the line of scrimmage almost matching the number of throws more than 20 yards down the field. And you're right, when you have weapons like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, you got to get rid of the ball. You got to get it there faster. You got to get it there before the window closes. And also, if they're not going to put the resources into improving the offensive line, you got to make the decision faster and you got to fire it faster, too. So everything's got to be faster this year from Joe Burrow. Definitely. So that's good news. Now we'll see how he puts it into action. Yeah. But all indications are the knee will be good to go. And we'll likely see him week one when the Bengals or the Bengals host the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns go back to Kansas City to start the season. Joe Woods, the defensive coordinator, recently spoke with reporters. Uh, and and he talked about the fact that, you know, the offense is great. But on the defensive side of the ball, they really did end up Man. with a pair of first-round picks in Greg Newsom and Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa. Here's Woods talking about that. To me, it felt like we got – uh, two first rounders for sure. And then with Greg, um, both, you know, Greg and JOK, those guys are very smart players. They're very uh, competitive players. They just bring a different element to the team. I mean, they'd come out there and they just go hard all the time. They're trying to learn as much football as they can. Um, the versatility, we're playing with multiple positions to see what they're capable of doing. So it, it's been good having both of those guys involved. Yeah, and you consider the fact they have the number one overall pick from 2017 in Miles Garrett. They got the number one overall pick from 2013 or 14, 14 in Jadavian Clowney. They got some some guys with significant pedigree on that side of the football. And we talked about this not long ago. The Browns on both sides of the ball, potentially elite in in a league where there aren't a lot of teams that have true balance at a high level. They've got a high level on both sides of the ball. And now you add in a first-rounder in Greg Newsom and a guy who would have been, could have been, should have been a first-rounder in Jeremiah, so, uh, Jeremiah Wosu-Koromoa, a guy the Browns actually thought about taking instead of Newsom. They get both of them. If, if it, it, I know. Yeah, we, I mean, maybe we should have had here. the Browns. Maybe we should have had the Browns in the no excuses draft the other day because there really are no excuses. Well, for remember, the I, I was going to pick them, right? But you had picked an organization right before, and I kind of just chickened out. But yeah, yeah, I mean, look at this guy, first off. Heat seeking missile. Like, when I say give zero Fs about his body or anything like that, I mean, that's where it's going to change their football team around. The thing they needed was speed at the second level. And we've talked about this a lot, Mike. You know it. That's Seattle's scheme. To make it work, you need athletic, fast linebackers. They didn't have that. This guy is as fast as Greg Newsom, the corner, or, you know, safeties in football. You know, really, it's amazing. You know, you're saying it right. The roster is it's, it's almost perfect. There is no excuses. I mean, I know it's not perfect, but it's damn good. There, there's no really weak area on the football team. And I mean, for my money, you could switch around. I think Owusu Koromoa should have gone to pick 26 and, and Greg Newsom at pick 52. Either way, Newsom's an incredible fit for their, their scheme. You know, he's long, rangy, Richard Sherman type of body and really playing style to me that fits that Seattle scheme as well. He's not going to be, to me, like the greatest man-to-man -man island lockdown corner, but he's got incredible ball skills. He's got length. 
and he's got a he knows how to play the game. He's going to know how to play zone and read coverages in the combination. So how could Joe Woods not be excited about his defense and what they did? Add, added to Jadeveon Clowney and some of the other guys they've gotten, like, wow, John, you know, John Johnson from the Rams. I mean, it's really phenomenal, the roster right now. Not a lot of questions around this team during the break between offseason workouts and the start of training camp. Baker Mayfield's agent recently said that Ooh, yeah. there's a belief that Mayfield will have his contract at some point this summer. I still think that Mayfield, Allen, waiting for Lamar Jackson, because the one thing you don't want to do is provide the template for Jackson that then gets used by Jackson, his mother, and whoever else is advising the process as the floor for Jackson's deal. Make Jackson do his, and then you do yours. I think that's the way it's going to fall. I think it's going to be Jackson, Mayfield, Allen. Let that's me ask you this. Yeah. With, with no guarantee that Allen's going to get his this summer, although I think he should. Yeah, I think he should too. Let me ask you this. If you're them, right? And I think we hit on this when we brought this up a little while ago. But are you scared if you're Mayfield and Allen because of maybe lack of representation for Lamar Jackson that if they go first, they might take a contract that's a little low and now you you know have less to stand on? Would you worry about that aspect if you're in there, those two well, you know, camp? I don't want – yeah, if, if, if Jackson goes first and his deal is bad, right. it's an easy – response by Mayfield or Allen's agents. Uh, yeah, it's right. an aberration. Yeah. He didn't have an agent. Right. Ignore that. Yeah. We got we'll we'll do our deal. We'll, we'll we'll use the Dak Prescott deal as our template. He had an agent. We're not going to use the the deal that Lamar Jackson did because he didn't have an agent. But I don't think you want to go before him. I don't think you want to go I mean you want to go after him. You don't want to go before him because I think it's easier to get the best possible deal and not look bad in comparison to the guy who didn't have an agent. If you go first and he goes after, that sets the stage for it possibly being ugly. So I watch for Jackson's deal to be done, I would say, maybe even before the 4th of July. It, it could be done by then. Who knows? But I think Mayfield will be after that. And if not, but all three guys are under contract for two more years. And uh, you know maybe one of these teams is just going to decide to let it ride. Get one more year of proof before you make that long-term financial commitment. Let's go ahead and take a break. Talking of quarterbacks, we've got... A bunch of quarterbacks to get to. We didn't. We, I'm not going to say we didn't budget this well. We had news that got in the way of our effort to get through the full Chris Sims top 40 quarterback countdown. But today we have to do it. This is the last day with Chris. Five of them we got to do. We're going to do a couple of them when PFT Live continues right after this. You wanted to say who they were, didn't you? To me, uh, you, know, you never want to be sacked that many times. You know, 400 times basically is is way too many. 400 too many. Um, you know, so I think that's a big, the big thing that we got to fix. That's got to be fixed. We, we got to get better up front. I think that and it's not just passing. I think you know, in terms of everything you do, you know, you, it, it controls the game. With the comments you made about the offensive line and being frustrated with getting hit, did you mean that as sort of a direct criticism of the, the offensive line in general? Not, not at all about the offensive line. I think that I also mentioned, you know, I mentioned that. You know, the reality is, is that I can do better, too. You know, I think that we're all we're all trying to find ways to win. We're all trying to find ways to be better. Russell Wilson, an eventful offseason for him. He comes in at number five on the Chris Sims top 40 quarterback countdown. Down two spots. Yeah. From number three. What was He's he? number two no, at was the start of last year. last year. He, he was, was number two. Yeah. Yeah. I made him three when we mm. did that week 10 kind of uh, – 
you know, re-rank last year. But yes, you know, uh, still phenomenal. We know that. Still one of the best quarterbacks in the game. I mean, Captain Clutch, as far as all of that stuff's concerned. Awesome deep ball thrower, everything like that. Yeah, we had some other guys that are really good quarterbacks, too, who jumped them. And we're going to talk about them in a few minutes. But, man, Russell Wilson, you know, still big-time player, big-time playmaker, you know, can, of course, extend plays. He's not quite the runner he used to be or the extender of plays that he used to be. Um, but it's still really high-level stuff. And he is, without a doubt, still one of the best quarterbacks in this in this game. Hang on. Yeah. Why, why do you think he can't run like he used to? It's not like he's 40. No, well, no, I know, but it's not it's not the same Russell Wilson from three, four, five years ago. Now he still can run, but I don't feel like his I feel like other people have passed him up for maybe being better runners and scramblers than he ha- and than he is, I guess is what I'm saying. You know? Yeah, there's a few out there. It's still really good. Don't get me wrong. I just don't feel like he's quite as explosive as he was. Uh, that's well, what, and you make yeah. a good point. You make a good point. Yeah. Like, yeah, hey, hey, Russell Wilson's really fast, and here comes Kyler Murray, and you forget about Russell Wilson being fast because Kyler Murray's faster. Yeah, it's not like yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to make an indictment on Russell Wilson, but I'm going like yeah, he's not as fast as he once was. There's Kyler Murray. There's Lamar Jackson. There's Deshaun Watson. There's Josh Allen. They're both they're, to me. Those guys are better runners than him now, so they've kind of passed him up in that that department. So that that's how I would look at it. But man, I mean, Russell Wilson. We know there's been limitations in that offense. It's not always quarterback friendly. Uh, it's not always easy to play quarterback there in Seattle with a defensive head coach and all those type of things. He makes a number of big time throws. But last year, I will say that there were moments where you know. First time I ever saw him get a little reckless, you know, with the football or maybe impatient to a degree. And the one thing that I'll say negative too that still just I've always said this, but it still jumps out to me, is there are completions left on the field at times. He he can be greedy and look for more. Mike, he might have a six yard, an eight yard out by the tight end, right? He'll look at it, he's open. And he'll kind of just cock the ball and pump it and go, nah, I don't want to throw. And he'll dance around and do something. And you go, well, man, he was open. And wait, that guy was open. And he'll look for something better. And, you know, hey, he does find things better sometimes. But at times it can stall their offense out too to where you go, well, no, now you had to throw the ball away or you got sacked because you held on to the ball longer than you should have. And those are little things about his game that um, I think bothered me a little last year for sure. It was obvious that he was unhappy in Seattle. It was obvious that he wanted out. I don't care what he says now. Yeah. Between him and his right. agent back in February and March, it was clear that he was looking for a new place to go. He wasn't happy with the way things had gone in Seattle. He wasn't happy with the fact that he only has one Super Bowl win in his nine NFL seasons. I saw that ESPN reported and Bleacher Report amplified. Russell Wilson is happy and all in after Seattle's offseason, my reaction to that is he's only all in because he couldn't get all out. Yeah. And that still lingers. And and I raise that now because it traces to the desire by Russell Wilson to be Patrick Mahomes, to be the guy through whom the offense runs. Fair question, Chris. Sure. Is Russell Wilson good enough to be that guy? He is good enough to be that guy. I don't think he can do, I don't think he can do it. To the level of Mahomes or Josh Allen, who we have not revealed on this ranking and this list yet either. Um, I, I don't. No, not at this point of his career.
but I still think that, yes, he could still be in that type of offense and deliver high-end results and a lot of big-time football plays. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so, yeah, does he have a point in maybe wanting the offense to be a little bit more Russell Wilson-centric? Sure, he does. I mean, he's looking at it like those guys, and he wants to play that free-flowing, awesome quarterback game, and I don't have to worry about managing anything. I can just drop back and throw the ball all the time. I get it. Um, but, yeah, he's up there in Seattle. They play a different way, and I don't see Pete Carroll ever really budging on, on that that aspect. I, you know, I, I think one of the practical realities here and, and this gets back to what we were talking about with relative speed. It's not that he's gotten slower. It's that faster quarterbacks are now in the league. I'll broaden that and say it's not that Russ has diminished at all. Right. But, you know, five years ago, yeah, it's evolution. it was Aaron right. Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. Now you got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. We, we have better quarterbacks, quarterbacks who are better as young quarterbacks than yeah. Russell Wilson was and will be better in their primes than Russell Wilson was. So it's nothing about him has fundamentally changed. It's that the younger guys are just better than they've ever been. So if you're one of the guys who's already been there, they're going to jump you. And that's just the way it is. And that may have something to do with the fact that he's at number five. It, it is. It really is. You know, we, we talk about it a lot, right? I mean, there's a lot of freaky good quarterbacks in the NFL right now. We don't have a quarterback problem in this league. We don't. As I've always said, and you've heard me say, we have an offensive coordinator problem, in my opinion, not a quarterback problem. You know, I, I think a lot of quarterbacks would be looked, looked at a lot differently if we had, you know, some better coordinators behind them, you would go, whoa, he is pretty good. No, he's always been good. He's just been in some, you know, crappy situations. Uh, and, and Russell Wilson certainly has not had the benefit of, like, the greatest offenses in the world. There, there's no doubt about that. He's still dangerous. He's still arguably the clutchest quarterback in the game. I mean, when, when, when Russell Wilson has the ball late in the fourth quarter and they're down, I mean, it's almost shocking and mind-blowing if they don't score and win the game. And they, 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 they put a lot on him from that way. I've never seen a team, you know, to, to give him more credit here, that is more comfortable being down by 10 points with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter and just being like, we just want to give the ball to Russell with two minutes with a chance to win. I mean, it, it seems like they play that way at times. And, of course, hey, I don't want to take, take also into – got to take into account, too, you know, he did some really good things, and especially early this year when their defense was on pace to be the worst defense in the history of football. I mean, he did do, uh, made some incredible plays, was playing at a really high level. Uh, so, so we're still like, that's why I don't want this to be a demeaning thing on Russell Wilson. I, I'm glad you're kind of saying the, what I wanted to say. There's just some really other good quarterbacks that I think have just surpassed him a little bit here in the last year. Yeah, I mean, I really do think that that is the bottom line, that that he's still who he was there are just other guys who have come to the league who are doing things better and that leads to number four on the list who wears number four for the Houston Texans for now will likely never play for the Texans again and remember this is just a football assessment this has nothing That's to right. do with the off-field issues of Deshaun Watson but Chris as you have said for the past few years Deshaun Watson so freaking awesome he is comes in at number four on the list now how did you ultimately draw the line between? Because I have a feeling it came down to Wilson or Watson for four. What gave Watson 
the bump over Wilson. I think, you know, I, I think the big thing is I think Watson's more talented at this point of his career than Russell Wilson. I think his arm's stronger. I think he's a better athlete. And honestly, you know, he's a little bit more consistent in his decision-making and throwing in the football than Russell Wilson. It's not by a lot, but a little bit. You know, Deshaun Watson is the greatest. He's he's great for me in all my arguments to go, like, nobody argues that Deshaun Watson isn't a top-five quarterback in football. There you go. You got a franchise quarterback. He's the man. Well, when you have crap around him, you still can go 4-12, and 12, even with the man at quarterback. And he had crap around him. I mean, again, 4-12, and 12, they could have been easily 7-9 and nine if the rest of the team didn't crap and pee down their leg at times. I mean, they had a chance. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, think about, you know, again, 4-12, and 12, and we're going to put that on his gravestone that he was 4-12 and 12 and 20. What was a bad snap in the Colts game when they're on, what, the two-yard line to win the football game? You know, Kiki Kute fumbles on the two-yard line a few weeks later against the Colts. They could have beat the Titans. I mean, there were so many close games where you go, they're only in this game for one reason. They have a crappy defense, no run game, and they were in it because of number four. That's all there is to be said. We're not talking about off the field, like you said. On the field, the guy's a superstar. He's tough as hell. He wants to beat you from the pocket. He stays in the pocket as long as possible and has a great feel of like, okay, now it's time to get out and make something happen. And uh, Excuse me as I'm choking on myself, but he uh, he's a really special football player, and they just need to support him a little bit more and help him out. After they traded DeAndre Hopkins, you saw a silver lining there insofar as it removed a crutch for Deshaun Watson. Yes. That he wouldn't feel compelled to stare down DeAndre Hopkins, throw it to DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, kind of like a corollary to the OBJ thing where you just throw to the open guy. You don't worry about who it is. Did you see growth in Watson last year by not having Hopkins there? Because he had his best year ever, that's, and he didn't have DeAndre well, Hopkins. Th th that's it. I mean, he had his best year ever. That that's it. Now, did it make their team better that DeAndre Hopkins was there? Absolutely not. They needed a guy that could make some crazy plays, like we saw him make in Arizona. That maybe they would have won a game or two that they didn't if he was on the field. But I do think overall, yes, the play from Watson was better. You know, it was a little bit of a, a crutch. You know, when in doubt, wait, I don't know what I'm looking at. I'll just oh, we throw it to DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, man, this I shouldn't throw to him here in this coverage, but I'm going to because he's DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, I know there's some of that that goes on, but, yeah, now he used more of the system, more of the weapons, you know, that were available, and it became a little bit less of a I don't know where he's going to go with the football. He played phenomenal. He really did. And – you know, I just can't say enough about the guy on the field and what he did. He just they gotta they gotta have a defense. They need a little bit of a running game. They need a, you know, legit number one receiver to be alongside of him. But he's not gonna be there. He's no, not gonna not be anymore. There, so I'm just matter. saying I know. I'm just yeah. saying that's what they need if yeah. everybody wants to see what the guy can really be and how special he is. We're going to find out what he can really be with another team, whether it's the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Broncos, or someone else, whether it's this year or next year. We're going to find out. And that's another mystery that will be solved to a certain extent while we are on hiatus, although we'll be tracking this yeah, story definitely. carefully at profootballtalk.com. Will he show up for training camp? Will he be placed on the commissioner exempt list? Will they decide beforehand, which I think they should, whether or not he'll be on paid leave and let him know, let the Texans know, let other teams know, so 
people can make decisions, good decisions, smart decisions about the future. Here's one thing, though, where I think Deshaun Watson can be even better. And I'm going to couch this as a potential positive, not as a negative. But I talked to someone very knowledgeable about Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson not that long ago. Yeah, Wilson falls into the category of the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, live, breathe, eat, sleep, poop, football. Pardon me. But it's a never-ending obsession, and it's work, 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 work. Deshaun Watson's not there yet. He could get there, but he's not there yet. He doesn't put in the work away from the facility, and he doesn't necessarily show up early and stay late. Not not quite to the degree. Remember, there was the narrative about Ben Roethlisberger at one point, and and I guess to a certain extent, you could say it's still there. But but will Watson grow into yeah. the guy who is consumed all the time with football, doing everything he can to get the absolute most out of his skills, and can he squeeze out more if he does that? That's the real question I have. Because I think he could be even better than four because he's where he is without the all-consuming obsession that a Russell Wilson or a Tom Brady would have. If Watson develops that, yeah. does he threaten Patrick Mahomes? Well, he's the got, best quarterback in he's football. He's got that type of talent. I mean, he's got top you know, one, two, three type talent in the league. There's no doubt. He does. You're right. It's, it's the, next, the next step. I mean, I, you know, and I don't want to – portray this this is a guy that's still I think a student of the game and works hard and does those things but you're 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 right like there's a next level and sometimes you don't really know where that next level is unless you've been around a guy that's been around one of those guys you mentioned or you know yeah there's there's somebody's got to show you the way to a degree so I'm sure but we've seen aspects of what was that game last year that they lost and he stayed on the field Remember, like after the game, it was an hour and a half after the game, he was out there with his quarterback coach going through reads and things like that. So I do think we're seeing maturity, but yeah, he's probably been, you know, again, guys like Breeze and Brady, they have to be like that to a degree. You know, there was no other choice. They needed to take advantage of all that. Sometimes the Watsons, Mahomes, and the Allens of the world, they, they, you know, again, they've been able to kick, kick ass. Sorry, London. You know, just with their great physical ability their whole life. So they're not always like, I got to get in there at 545 and understand the square root of 64 and understand this blitz and that blitz and know every, you know, that's where, yes, that's where the seasoning professionalism comes into town. But Mike, the one thing I don't want to lose here is the guy's awesome. He leaves, really, when I broke it down between him and Russell Wilson, you know, he just, I think he's a more consistent thrower. He leaves less yards on the field than Russell Wilson throwing the football. You know, there was a few games even when I went back to watch the you know Wilson a few weeks ago where I went, man, there's some plays here where it's DK Metcalf one-on-one. You can't let the defense get away with this. You can't. You got to throw it to DK. He's one-on-one against some schlep corner, and you got to do it. This is going to help you out, the team out, and all that. Watson doesn't make those mistakes. Oh, it's Brandon Cooks on an average quarter. Laser beam. Oh, there's nobody open. You know, he has an aggressive down-the-field throwing system. He does not get a lot of dink-and-dunk completions, and he is a pretty damn good decision-maker to go along. I mean, look at this. 8.9 yards per attempt. 70% 70% completion percentage, 4,800 yards, no running game. You knew they were going to drop back and throw the ball every game, all game. He was their only hope. And uh, that's why, I, you know, again, got to praise the guy for what he does on the field because he's very special.
And they had an interim coach for 12 games, too, because exactly. Bill O'Brien four right. games in. Right. I'm still perplexed that you think the answer to the question of what is the square root of 64 is difficult. No, well, you're right. I should have said a higher one. You're right. But you know what I, okay. you know what I meant. Do I'm you know getting... what the square root of 64 yes, is? Yes, it's eight. Thank you very much. I was pretty okay. good in math. But wow. yes, thank wow. you. Wow. Well I, done. I, you know, you're, you're you a work? jerk. And it's probably you Matt work? Casey behind you. Uh, yeah. telling you to ask you were me really that, good so. in math i was okay yes i was i was pretty good in okay. math. <laughs> but uh, right. uh yes what but but that's uh, you know it it's the same thing to where you know i don't like always that with like yeah breeze brady all that you know i i get that but these are young guys who are finding their ways and they are molded a little differently and he will learn to be that machine you know, mentally, like you're talking about, and understand how to put that little extra work in to maybe get them, the team, and him over the top, whatever team he's on. All right, let's take a break. When we return, the countdown continues. Number three and number two. And it's already kicked up a little controversy on your podcast. We're going to do what we can to stir it up a little bit. Stir it up. When you find out who's three and who's two, we'll do that next here on PFT Live. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, Josh Allen. Giddy up, giddy up, it's my boy Blue. Do, 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 He'll throw lasers right by you. That's awesome. I'm an idiot. It's not that awesome. <laughs> Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. What the hell is Mark Murphy doing? It is complete bullcrap. Obviously, they do not know who they're dealing with. Aaron Rodgers the type of guy who reads this and goes, this freaking ASS Beep! I bet you Aaron Rodgers went out and worked harder this weekend because he goes, man, I can't wait to get to Green Bay and just totally ruin Mark Murphy's life. Hey, up yours. I'm here and I'm better than ever. Up your butt, Joe Boo. Aaron Rodgers is not number two. Uh Uh-oh. I know. Aaron Rodgers is number three. That guy you're defending, you're dropping. Although he was... Wasn't he? He was number three last year. He's yeah. holding steady at number three. He's just been leapfrogged by a much younger and apparently, according to you, much not much better, but better enough. So yeah. anyway, no. Rodgers at three, Ooh. Josh Allen at two. Yeah, go ahead, say it. I think That's we right. can figure it out yeah, now. I mean, we can right. figure it out because we know Let's who number one is. We know who That's number fine. one is. That's fine. But Rodgers three, Allen two. Let's focus on Rodgers because yeah. 
I recall distinctly last year when you installed Rodgers at three, you were concerned that based on the 2019 film, even though the Packers went 13-3 and three and got yeah. to the NFC Championship, you saw some signs of slippage, and obviously the Packers did too, or they wouldn't have drafted Jordan Love. They saw something that made them think it would make sense now to take a quarterback. What did you see different between Rodgers 2019 and 2020, and what about that wasn't enough to cause him to move higher than number three. Well, listen, it, it, it was a phenomenal year. He improved in a lot of ways from the things that were negative from 2019. You know, honestly, you know, I thought he actually moved around a little bit last year better compared to 2019. We've talked about that. I think he was a little bit more muscular and twitchy that way, where in 2019 he got into that yoga Tom Brady, and it's like, no, you're not that kind of athlete or that guy. You're different body types, everything like that. So that was better. But I think more than anything, Mike, he let it rip a little bit more last year. Now, I think he could still let it rip a little bit more to where he can be a hair careful. You know, again, I, I look at Rodgers sometimes and just go, I mean, you're Aaron Rodgers. You could fit that ball into that window or you that guy's got him beat by a foot. You should throw it. Now, there was less of that, but that would be a little bit of the negative. But I think that was the, the big turnaround from 2019. Remember 2019, he had that moment with Matt LaFleur on the sideline where they had that argument early in the year? That was what it was all about. He had a wide-open in-cut, and Matt LaFleur's like, hey, you're Aaron Rodgers. You, you hit that bullseye every time. We can't turn that down. He turned less of them down last year, that's for sure. I mean, he's a Zen master. He still is so incredible with his decision-making. His throwing is still the greatest. I mean, it's still one of the greatest arms in football right now in the history of the sport, even at his age at this moment. And you could see here, I mean, he could still push the ball down the field with incredible ease. But Rodgers is less the magic man that we see maybe Mahomes and Josh Allen. He is going to do it more with his eyes and his brain and then his high-level accurate throwing off of that. You know, you saw in that clip against Jacksonville. I mean, he does a great job of moving the safety and everything like that. They put so much on him, you know, throughout the offense. And, again, his quick release, he throws a perfect spiral. I mean, these throws right here, I mean, come on. It's like there's a magnet to Valdez-Scantling. I mean, that's, that's how special it is. But you see here, too, it's a lot more in the pocket you know, than Rodgers of four and five years ago. But his re recognition of defenses, getting the team in the right play, and then, of course, I mean, almost never misses a throw, almost never. That's where Rodgers is special, and he's still an incredible, incredible quarterback. Listen, it hurt my soul to make him number three. But for my money, one and two are really freaking awesome. Are you kidding me with that throw right there? I mean, that, that's amazing. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The problem is the guy, the two guys we're going to talk about before that have like a million of those type of plays, and that's why they're in front of him. But Rodgers still amazing and certainly one of the best quarterbacks in the game. And the reigning MVP. And to be the MVP considering all these other great quarterbacks that are currently in the NFL, that, that is incredible. And, and it's what's made the drama even more compelling. You don't see this from the reigning MVP. Everything should be perfect when you're talking about the reigning MVP. But as Aaron Rodgers said a few weeks back, playing the way he did last year, threw a wrench nah, in the it's plan, messed up. which made me believe that, that they were ready after 2020 going into the season to make the change, and now they can't. And now, now they've recognized they, they have 
they have created a monster that is very good for them on the football field, but a headache for upper management off the football field. Yes. Okay, so here let's go forward. Yeah. What what can Rodgers do, if anything, this year to get you to move him higher than three? Or is three as high as he's ever going to be given all these other great quarterbacks in the league? I, I think he could still be, you know, to you know maybe one you know I, barring injury yeah can he move up barring injury to one of the top guys I, I think he could yes I don't know if he can be number one anymore I I don't know I don't you know these Mahomes is freaking special I don't know what else to say it's as awesome as I think Aaron Rodgers is and is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen especially when he was his prime I mean Mahomes is He's on track to be that guy, too, and he hasn't even started the prime of his career. And the problem is the other guy that's in front of him, Josh Allen, it's the same thing. So that's where it'll be tough. But, yeah, he, he's, he's capable of that type of play. And listen, if some coach in the NFL came to me and went, no, you're wrong, I think Rodgers is one or two, I wouldn't go, oh, you're crazy, that's stupid. I understand that reasonable minds might see this differently. I get that. Um, I, I do. But – yeah, for, for, you know, Rodgers has become less the athletic freak, right? And a little bit more of the Zen master, unbelievable thrower, manipulate you with eyes and brain. And I mean, look at this play. This is a great one. Matt Casey found this. This just shows you. Like, remember this play from the Rams game in the playoffs? They're going to send Devontae Adams in motion. He's checking it all out because he wants to make sure he's getting the right coverage for this tricky little play where they do this. All right, so he goes that way, evaluates the coverage. Okay, yep, I think I got what I want. That's perfect. All right, let's get set up. Here we go. Let me make sure everybody knows exactly what's going on. And, you know, again, he's going to send Devontae Adams back across now in a hurry because he's going, wait, I got it. And I think they're going to be confused here and whatever else. And, of course, they are. And this is where Rodgers is special, too. Not only the quickness of how his brain works, but then the quickness of how his brain can connect to his right arm. I mean, there's nobody, maybe Dan Marino, that can get the ball up and out of their hands quicker than Aaron. Look at that. A blitzing safety off the edge. He got the snap and got the ball out and really didn't even have to throw it sidearm or do anything crazy and still do it. You know, that's where, to me, he's gone next level. And that's where Green Bay's really put themselves, to your point, Mike, even more in a, in a corner here. Because, yeah, he's playing awesome. And... They finally have wired the robot like we talk about with Derek Carr and Gruden to where he's kind of mastered the offense. And he's they have a nice combination with what LaFleur does and how Rodgers works at the line of scrimmage. And that's also will be a downfall of the football team if they don't have that aspect of Rodgers, you know, behind center. And, and I love that clip because he, he lulls them to sleep. Yes. As Adams is going right, right. to left. Like, ho-hum. And... And then it just it's it's like the play began before the play began. Adam sprints back across. He's already into his route, and the ball hasn't been snapped yet. And you see the guy, but Jalen Ramsey can't get across the formation yeah. to cover him. They're and supposed just, to switch you know, it and all that. I, yeah. I believe that's why Jalen Ramsey yells at the end of the play because they were supposed to switch. Where he now gets you know the stationary guy, and that guy that was outside has to go out to Devontae Adams. But that's the beauty of Rodgers. He understood that. He knew the blitz that was coming. He knew it all. So once he sent that motion, like you said, he gave him the old okey doke It was like, okay, now fly across that hut, boom. And that's 
That's where he's amazing. An incredible down-the-field thrower, but also an incredible short ball thrower to where he could throw those bubble screens or swing passes to Aaron Jones out of the backfield, and they never break stride, and they're able to capitalize on all that's there to be gained after the catch, too. Still amazing, man. All right, so he he's number three, still amazing, still will be a Packer, I believe, this year. Next year, who knows yeah. what will happen with Aaron Rodgers or where he will be playing. I'm willing to say this year, Green Bay, next year, not Green Bay. I'm with you. And we'll know after this year where that's going to be. We know that Josh Allen will be in Buffalo giddy up, giddy up, giddy for up. many, many years ah, to yeah. come. Wee-haw. Here he is. Number two, on the horse. That is that is a high degree of difficulty. Throwing the ball, it's one thing to have a moving target. It's another thing to be on a horse that's moving while you're also trying to get it to the moving target. But Allen made that step, that leap last year. Dramatic improvement, stunning improvement, becoming the guy the Bills hoped he would be. Nobody knows what a guy is going to be when they make him a top 10 pick. Last year, Allen became that guy. What was the biggest difference you saw in Josh Allen from 2019 to 2020? Well, decision-making. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, always been the talk about accuracy, and it's like, no, he's always been able to hit the bullseye. It's just sometimes he tries to hit the bullseye, you know, in between four defenders there with, like, their hands there, and that that's what we were trying to, like, wash out of his football game to a degree. So I think that's the biggest difference in what we saw, you know, as far as Josh Allen, next-level stuff. Also, they went all in on him, too with getting Stephon Diggs and also opening up the offense. Like the things we've talked about that maybe Rodgers and Russell Wilson haven't had, you know, they went to the chips to the middle of the table. McDermott deserves a lot of credit. Defensive coach who finally just went, what? Go, this guy's a stud. Like, let him go. Let him fly. You know, is his decision-making and Zen master stuff of, of Aaron Rodgers quality yet? No, it's not. But it's not far behind. The decision-making special. He knows everything that's going on on the field. It's still really good. And then to me, where he got the advantage over Rodgers, you know, is, is again, it's, it's what he makes happen when the normal play is not there. And Josh Allen, you know, you could, you could argue no team's success as a full team was predicated more on one player than Josh Allen. I mean, it really wasn't. His skill set is unbelievable, you know, his first off beating the blitz doing anything like that like Mike he's he's next level like here Mike he knows he's hot here but he goes ah wait I can make this guy miss and get a bigger completion down the field screw the four yard completion I'm gonna get a 20 yard completion you know here manipulating the coverage looking to the left knowing he's got digs to the right right this is Rogers type stuff he's really really good at it and then boom like an effortless, flat-footed, 40-yard throw. Like, are you kidding me? And then the scrambling. You know, he is, him and Mahomes are the best scramblers in the NFL. The best scramblers. And when I say scrambling, I mean behind the line of scrimmage, buying time, making things happen. Here's another news flash for you. Other than Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, Josh Allen's the, the best running quarterback in football, too. He's one of the three best running quarterbacks in the sport. He's a real threat down in the red zone, wherever. And then, like this, third and 22? Like, are you kidding me? Like, just sit there, laser down the middle. I mean, it just doesn't matter. There's so many incredible plays always. You know, every game you look at, it's phenomenal. And to me, that's where I started to give him the edge over Rodgers to go, wait, he takes what's there within the normal rhythm of the offense, 
But if nothing's not there, I mean, this is what happens. Oh, nothing was there. Oh, no big deal. 40-yard laser on the run. And then here's the running aspect. I mean, it's a guy that's, you know, you have to defend it, which allows him to throw that ball to Knox there. But you have to worry about that aspect of his game. Oh, here's this. I mean, this is Mahomes stuff. Fade away, drop it in the perfect spot, touchdown. Josh Allen, you know, when you really break it down, and then, you, again, I'm not a stat guy, and you look at the stats, it's it's amazing. Uh, people got to stop being – hey, it's 2021. Josh Allen's a superstar. Stop being a hater, everybody. He's here to stay. He's a phenomenal talent. Do you remember when – we first realized yeah. that this guy is an uncanny runner. Do you remember when that was? Well, like two years ago, that right, or when he first, eh. it was three years ago? Was that when he, you know, he had September that- 23, 2018, the Bills were 17 point underdogs at Minnesota. Oh, we you're right. Vikings, leaping over the your Packers guys. at Lambeau Field. Yeah. Jumping over Anthony Barr, diving into the end zone. We were like, holy crap. What what is this? What what is what is this hell that's about to be unleashed on the NFL? No one knew. No, no one knew that he could do it. There was so much criticism of his accuracy, and yeah, he's got a deep ball, but you know, it, it, it sometimes it connects, sometimes it doesn't. All the stuff of the Wyoming, and it, it, the the guy is phenomenal running the football. And the Bills in 2019 was when we kind of spotted maybe they're being careful about it. They don't want to expose him to injury. They're very selective in when they design it, but when he needs to do it, when he has to do it, when he chooses to do it, it really is special. And it adds an element to the game. It's, it's, it's a twist on what we talked about with Kyler Murray. You got to be concerned about it. You got to be aware of it and the awareness of it, the allowance you have for it puts more stress on your ability to cover the receivers. Because if you completely blanket the receivers, then he's got an opening for 40 yards to the end zone. Definitely. He can run that way. And like Mahomes, this is where I love him, or Rodgers of you know years past, when he does break the pocket, he doesn't look to run first. He wants to break the pocket and manipulate coverage and throw a 40 or 50-yard laser. But then when he goes, wait, you guys aren't going to bend, you're going to stay way back there? Okay, I'll run. And that, to me, is the way you play football right now at the quarterback position in 2021. That's why they're, they're almost – you know, indefensible unless they're playing a team that just, you know, got their number or they're completely outmatched that day. And you're running, you're right, it was 2018. And to add to that, you know, he had two games in a row where he rushed for 100 yards, and then the third game he rushed for 99 yards. He would have been the first quarterback ever at that time to run for 100 yards three weeks in a row. The first one ever. You know, his running is a real threat. You know, scrambling's a real threat. You know, even for the gunslinger that he is, no, you know, here's another stat for you. This is where nobody's had more rushing touchdowns since 2018 since Josh, than Josh Allen. In the red zone, gunslinger, right? He's reckless. 42 touchdown passes, zero interceptions in his career in the red zone. 42 to zero. That's like insane stuff right there. So that's where like we got to get over some of these narratives and everything like that. Uh, I mean, he went through like you know, unbelievable amount of time this year of attempts without interceptions. I mean, so all these narratives were busted last year. He is a superstar. He could have been the MVP of football last year. You could have made that case. You know, again, 40 touchdown passes. There's a 37 touchdown passes. He ran for another nine or eight. 
everything like that. Their defense was just a middle-of-the-road defense. They didn't have a running game. I mean, Josh Allen, uh, for my money, yes, is without a doubt one of the two best quarterbacks in the game right now. I'm sitting here trying to think of what it's going to take to get more people to buy into that. I know. And I I see two things. Very simple. Very simple. One, when you get your opportunity on a big regular season stage, you got to show up. Yes. Because last year, remember that game against the Chiefs? Yes. Didn't show up. Right. You You got to seize the moment at night when everyone's watching. And in the postseason, you got to bring it. And you got to you got to take down the big dogs. And, you know the game against the Ravens was not. It was. I know, you know, but it see, wasn't. I know it wasn't. It beautiful. was windy that night. But I'm. Yeah. Right. 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 But I'm saying it, the planets have to line up for Josh Allen so everyone can You're see. Right. You're right. What you see on film and what pockets of the country see at 1 p.m. Eastern on a Sunday. Yeah. Just no. like this year, first game of the season against the Steelers, it's going to be 1 o'clock Eastern on a Sunday when everything else is going on. He may have an incredible game, shred that defense. It's not going to be as appreciated as it would have been if it happens on Sunday night, Monday night. No, now they, they did take down the Steelers late in the year on Sunday night, but I'm talking about when you come up against yeah. Chiefs, Ravens, big spot. That's Those are the moments when people are buzzing the next day. Yeah. And they're like, wow, we, we really have to take this guy seriously as one of the best quarterbacks in football. No, no, I, I hear you. I do. I think he needs a few more of those moments to kind of like, you know, hammer it home and staple it down for the rest of, you know, yeah, the, 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 not the casual football viewer or anything like that. You're right. But yet still in that, though, he doesn't get a credit like he should for beating Pittsburgh in a Sunday night football game. Or, you know, the magic he pulled off against San Francisco in a Monday night football game where he made plays that made Kyle Shanahan go, I want to draft Trey Lance because I'm sick of these pocket quarterbacks. I can't stop this guy. Right. I mean, also, he's not given the credit like in a wild card game against the Colts where I go. Somebody go back and watch the TV version of that game. The Bills were outplayed. They had no business winning the game. They only won the game because of the quarterback. They got dominated in the first half, and it was close at halftime only because of 17. And you're right. We need to see they need to see more of that, but also people got to give them credit for what's being done here too. And it's 70% completion percentage, you know, high 4000s in yards passing. The game is put on his shoulders, and Mike, there was a the turning point where I went, whoa, they trust him. It was week two last year. They're playing the Miami Dolphins. And I I still thought, like you were talking about a minute ago, 2019, we're going to manage them a little bit. Here's the game. They're down 2017. He started out hot. And you're going, all right, now they're going to go back and to run the ball, play defense, Sean McDermott. They come out first and 10, down three. Woo, yeah, let's throw a go route. Here's the next throw. Beasley over the middle. Boom, on the money. Second and 24, 24-yard gain. Okay. Third and goal. Hey, you know the guy. It's magic time. I mean, this is it's he's as good as anybody in the sport, not named Patrick Mahomes at doing that type of stuff. So I went, oh, okay. But now it's 24-20, and I'm going, well, surely they'll run the clock out here. And this is when I went, whoa, they trust Josh Allen. Like, they're going all in. First off, that throw was insanity in the membranity. But then third and nine, up four, defense ahead coach. What? Throw the 50-yard post route? Like that, that's when I went, all right, something happened this offseason where they just, they realized Josh Allen gets it. He knows how to play the game. He's making all the right reads and all of that type of stuff. And from that point on, I think we were all amazed what we saw. 
This year for Josh Allen, here are the key games to watch yeah. pre-postseason because surely the Bills will get one of the seven spots in the AFC. Week 5 Sunday night football at the Kansas City Chiefs. That is an early opportunity to put everyone on notice that the Bills are ready to go next level. Week 6 Monday night football at the Tennessee Titans. Another opportunity. And then weeks 12, 13, 14 at the Saints on a Thursday night, at the Patriots on a Monday night, and then... That late afternoon, big spot, 425 p.m. Eastern game at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Tom Brady. Those five games, you show up in those five games. You show up in four of those five games, and you put on the kind of show that we've seen elsewhere. And it's good. I think that that, that there just will be a greater appreciation of Josh Allen. And if the Bills win and win and win, that's one way to get in the MVP conversation. But I think he should be back in it this year. The Bills should be as good as they were last year, if not better, assuming that the vaccine issue doesn't create a schism in the locker room, as it already kind of has. Yeah. But they stay on the same page. They find a way to nudge to the next level. And Josh Allen finds a way to to do what he – just if he does what he did last year. Yeah. It doesn't have to be better than last year. Just do what you did last year and show up in those big games and have big moments and take down Patrick Mahomes. That's when people, I think, are going to appreciate. They're going to, they're going to warm to the idea. That, that this guy is a top two quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I, I think, I hope so. I really do. You know, now again, Buffalo needs to be better too. That was, they put a lot on Josh Allen last year. Defense was middle of the road, no run game, you know, so hopefully they can be better as a football team too because it, it's hard to survive with just going, wait, we're just going to shotgun, go all in on one guy all the time. It's not easy. It's not. And as good as they are, and they have good weapons on offense. They don't have Tyree Kill and Kelsey in that group yet. They're not there to that level. But last thing I'll say here, and just to go like a little big picture here to what you're saying and piggyback off that. Remember, the Chiefs and Bills, when they were getting ready to play each other in the AFC Championship game, this I think will show you just a little bit of the respect the players have already and I think coaches around the NFL for Josh Allen. Chris Jones made a comment, if you remember, leading up to the game, he went, they remind me of us a few years ago with this quarterback who makes these unbelievable plays. He was saying he remind, they remind me of Patrick Mahomes and our team two, three years ago where they were kind of just jumping on the scene with this amazing quarterback play. So that kind of tells you, you know, what the guys that are defending him think of him where they just go, holy crap, when you turn on the film, it's just one phenomenal play after another. And I think he's got the respect of his peers and the coaches in the NFL right now. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. We have one more quarterback to discuss. That's coming up a little bit later. Shocker, it's Patrick Mahomes. Before that, we got some questions to answer. We'll do that next here on PFT Live. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 